Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, July 24th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Binks and Citizens. Exploring AI past, present, and future. Let's take a listen. Binks, can you hear my microphone? Is my audio all right? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Good, cool. Thanks for um, joining me. Um, so, if you're ready to go... I'm ready to get started as well. Yeah, sure. I'm ready whenever you are. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, number one, thanks for agreeing to come and do a spaces with us. Um, we're like a sort of an AI NFT community uh, and our project's based on Stargaze, but we, you know, we've got plans to go to a bunch of other uh, blockchains as well, but we just started. And um, this is the hmm. first of a series of spaces that we're trying to put together where we're essentially just trying to find people within the AI space and just find out more about, you know, what people are doing with this technology, how they got into it, uh, because it's so nascent and brand new that um, I think everyone seems to come across it somehow and then just falls down the rabbit hole. And um, your work has been, I mean, I've followed you for quite a while, actually, and your work's just getting getting better and better all the time. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that we could have you on as one of our first guests. And, um, and by the way, my name's David. Uh, and uh, if, if you can, please uh, introduce yourself. All right, uh, my name is Zach, but normally, of course, I go by Binks. Uh, I've gone by Binks online for many years. Uh, I'm from South Carolina, and I was a hobbyist photographer, traditional and digital artist, and now I've kind of just turned full-time generative artist, uh, full-time student, of course, but, you know. Wow, that's quite a similar, that's actually a very similar background to me. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because... If, uh basically since i got in, started looking at all this stuff about january this year and before then you know, i was a professional photographer for most of my life or my my uh, adult life so yeah and then so what you said you're studying at the moment you're a student uh what what are you studying uh i'm a well right now i'm trying to go for as many cisco networking certifications as i can uh but my major like in college is cybersecurity and malware analysis oh wow super super future proof uh, yeah exactly that was my yeah. <laughs> yeah but what what about um ai and photography where where will all that sit once you get your degree will, will you try to keep on pursuing it will you double down on it or, or are you going to uh, try go get a full-time job somewhere? I mean, as long as I'm in school going for certifications, this is like a full-time thing. 
for me for yeah. sure. Uh, and I guess it's just one of those things where I have to see how things play out. You know, I mean, I just take it one day at a time and just keep doing things to see what happens next and things will work out. Yeah. Your output is, um, your output's amazing. So, and how, how, how long have you been doing it? Uh, generative art in general, about two years, uh, starting with GANs, but diffusion models appearing on the scene and getting big this year. I just hopped on that and it's been many sleepless nights for many months going on, uh, figuring this whole thing out. For yeah. Me. So where, where would you say you really, um, went down the rabbit hole with just diffusion in particular? Uh, seeing artificial nightmares on, it was on my YouTube recommended and I was like, wow, like, what is this? Because I was so used to, like, Clip Plus Siren and BQ GAN, you know, like, all yeah. these really archaic uh, archaic generative models. And I saw that, and I was like, man, what is this? Yeah. And I just Artificial Nightmares seems to be the person who's uh, – a lot of people have started using Diffusion because of that one dude. Um, and for people yeah. who don't know who he is, I'll share, share it in the chat later, or I'll put something up but he has like a really distinctive style doesn't he are you able to explain what, what oh, his yeah. style is to people who don't know uh he mostly does animations with disco and it's like this dark art horror like horror fantasy trippy it's it's you just gotta watch it it's really yeah. his stuff's really cool and then how would you explain your own style and for everyone who uh hasn't seen his work if you go to our twitter you can see some of the nfts we're going to be giving away at the end of this spaces but um yeah how, how would you in your own words describe your your artwork and your generative art uh largely horror inspired and like dark fantasy based uh i didn't really mean for it to be that way and same for like my traditional art like just pen and paper like this is sort of the thing that i do uh so it just kind of comes naturally i guess yeah and, you know makes perfect sense i, the, I find them medium yeah prepared. i was just about to add like a lot of people in ai tend to go towards all the dark stuff quite quickly there seems to be a bit of a culture around um sort of dark artwork especially like you know artists like bachinski Vladislav Bachinski, and yeah these sort of dystopian artists um yeah they they really have a space in uh AI art. Uh, it, it's hard to come across people who are making sort of really uh, colourful, very happy <laughs> sorts of pieces of work. There are, they do, they are, they do exist. They are there, but um, uh, love. Yeah, the, the, there used to be a lot more of them, but as like the space has grown, they're kind of. It's becoming rare now to see that. For sure. Do you think that like um, horror and things like that work particularly well with? ai simply because you know the it's the forms are never like you know perfect and uh yeah. it's kind of a bit here and there sometimes you get odd things on the face or whatever and, and then it, uh, maybe it's all those like imperfections that that just means that it works just really well with something like horror because in most other things you kind of know really what to expect but then in in horror you can kind of get away it's a lot more um forgiving uh yeah for sure yeah 
Um, I, I, I think that may be a contributing factor to it for sure. Because, I mean, you, you ask Dali to generate like a human and you're already in that uncanny valley, like something's wrong here, you know, kind of territory. Yeah. So I think it's just, yeah, maybe there's more of an inclination just because there's a lot of things you can get away with in horror that you can't necessarily get away with in other styles. Um, can you go into like a bit more detail sort of um, when you first got your hands onto Diffusion? What was that like? Were you oh, just man. was it just like all day every day? You wake up, you do it, and then you. you yeah, I, I actually, uh, it, yeah, it was like every waking second of every day. If I didn't have school, I was like, I was playing around with models and trying to figure out, you know, uh, making my own spreadsheets for different ranges that I liked for different parameters, what model combinations I liked, how those parameters changed. Uh, <laughs> modifier lists uh you name it like i was just on it i actually quit my job like <laughs> three months into doing it just to do it full yeah, time because it was consuming so much of my time outside of school. i did that as well by the way <laughs> yeah. nice nice <laughs> um, but, um yeah so actually just on the topic of while well, you, you know you said you're getting heavy into your research how, how long did it take you to kind of like uh get comfortable with it because I remember when I first started doing this stuff, it's quite, um, you're just running stuff and not even knowing what it's going to do. And to some extent, I'm still doing that. But like, you know, there's way more control now. I know like if I do this, it does that. And like, uh, I know what everything does. How long did it take you to like get a grasp onto it? Like to feel like you had control? Uh, it was probably sometime. Okay, so I started Diffusion in like February, and it was probably sometime around late April ish. Uh, okay, so not yeah, long. It was April, May. Yeah, it, it was. It was a few, but that that's spending every, all that's day, spending every yeah. day doing all day, it. Yeah, all day, day every yeah. day, like doing yeah. it. You know, so I'm I'm sure if if you know i had like stayed at my job and things like yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> it would have been a different stories so. yeah no i'm glad you i'm glad yeah. you quit your job and did it yeah it's exactly how i it, the path sounds so similar to mine and uh while we're on i'm just keeping on this topic just for like other people listening in specifically around prompting and modifiers and how to use words um <clears throat> what are do you have any like tips on like good practice? Anything that works really well? Um, um, just stuff to like help people just you know elevate their work a bit more. Oh, definitely. Uh, you okay? If you're okay, one thing I, w- I want to make like clear for the last like two or three months, I use no artists. Like I, I will only use artists for a color palette oh. if I'm struggling to find modifiers to go for. Um, why is that and then it, i i just i i find that uh a, a lot of the times it gives the model more room to experiment and do things you know you don't i don't like tying the model down into a corner i i like when things are kind of unexpected i'll run like 20 images and sift through them and try to reverse 
what I like out of those images and add it as modifiers to the yeah. prompt and then run it again. Just, and I, I find that works for my workflow. Just for people who might be like, um, you know, really beginner, because we do have some people who literally just started like last week and stuff. Yeah. When it comes to like mm -hmm. modifiers, what, what do you mean by that? Like, what would be like a structure? So we say like uh, monkeys in a jungle. And then what do you mean by like then using modifiers? What would you put at the end of that? Um, what type of scene? You know, when you're when you're imagining uh, monkeys in a jungle, what, what time of day are they in the jungle? Um, you know, think, think, small things like that. Uh, is it and is the ground like covered in dirt? Is it rocky? And then would you, you then you prompt that? Your prompt, you know? Yeah, would you prompt that in a way of like you wouldn't say with a rocky floor, like you wouldn't say monkeys in a jungle with a rocky floor would you or would you just say like rock floor or how, how? I, I would probably say like uh monkeys in a rocky jungle or something you know i yeah i, I would do something along those lines because with, with these models keeping things concise is very important and you know i tell people all the time you're, you're not explaining something in like a, a novel right yeah you're trying to get an algorithm to pick up on these ideas yeah so very concise phrasing and simple prompting usually gives you the best results and if you're going to use artists then use artists that coincide with the genre of art you're trying to you're trying to create from these models you know, I, I see a lot of people still using artists like Thomas Kincaid when they're trying to make like zombies or something. That just, <laughs> yeah, it's like know. Disney zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it just confuses things. Clip doesn't know what to make. Yeah, yeah. So things you struggle for coherency doing things like okay. that. So just give it like what it needs to do the best job it can. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah. And, and then so the prompting actually can go um, quite a bit further than just saying like, you know, as you said, like Rocky floor um what is like oh, yeah. the extent can you like give us some tips on sort of like the extent to which you can use modifiers and if for example like you can prompt 8k you can prompt uh, cinematic mm -hmm. lighting um i was just seeing like um w without giving away your secret source <laughs> of course <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just some like tips for like some easy ones i know like um intricate detail is another one that i see used very often um, um what are some like ones that people can go off and just you know use for their next sort of uh submissions or renders yeah like prompting for detail is a uh, very good practice I, I do it almost all the time um and one thing i i have is like a thesaurus basically open in a tab 24 7 to go back to to just come up with more words or different phrases usually the more dramatic the phrasing is the better clip handles it for whatever reason the higher clip score it has so uh that's really good um oh, i see so like even like, the rhetoric of like the word changes then the yeah output. Oh. yeah <laughs> even even like even the order of words will change the output like i, I have um uh, like six modifiers that i use on a fairly regular basis but if I change the order of those modifiers at all, it drastically changes the output and like to the point where I just don't like it anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to experiment a lot. When, when you're sure. saying order, like how like order is really important, like what is, is, do you usually start with the scene, right? Is that like the best way to start? Yeah. yeah. So you say yeah, like sure. the main elements that you want in there. And then you yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go like subject and then sort of describe maybe where they're at 
and yeah. then add modifiers onto that. Is it kind of like start with the most important and then sort of in descending importance Definitely. going down? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So nice. That was, um, and, and then in terms of uh, your own work, what's mm. I like, as I said, without giving away your secret source, because it's like yeah. the, your, your your prompts are like essentially like the prompts are like the one thing that we is like your business basically that, your business that is like intellectual property <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly um yeah. how would you say that you like where did you start what kind of work were you making in the beginning uh, and like um, how did how did you end up to making this sort of amazing I would say like fantasy. It's like fantasy, what you're doing right now, almost. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. Did, where did, where did, what were you messing around with in the beginning? And what were like, you um, drawn to? And then how did like, how are you at where you are now? I, I, I sort of bounced around everywhere. I tried a little bit of everything um, from like landscapes to cityscapes to uh, portraits, just regular portraits of like regular people to like random objects. Um, to statues phoenixes uh i made like a medusa or two you know yeah. were there any artists like, that you were like you know you don't i know you don't use artists now but were there any artists that you were like addicted to when you started for for example for me it was um studio ghibli i just put yeah. studio ghibli in everything and i just loved everything uh, that was coming out but then ellen everything. yeah ellen Jouette, gerald brom and seb mckinnon were probably like my go-tos when i was like testing but through testing i found that the the artist only does so much and if you notice what stylistically changes about the renders after you run with an artist you can reverse the artist and pull like modifiers out that will lead clip in a similar direction without directly using their name and oh, i feel like that's, that's a little bit more yeah, I feel like that's a little more respectful to those artists. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you can totally like just use modifiers that you like reverse in that direction. You like reverse engineering the artists' uh, work. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's brilliant. Exactly. That's genius. I mean, there, man. there are ways you can do that. It takes a long time to do it most yeah. of the time, but it's definitely worth it because then it gives you much more play in yeah. your prompting. Because you, you actually brought up a topic there, which I'm. Uh, kind of a bit sensitive towards and, and um you know we we do things in the beginning like mapping out all the artists looking at all of their styles figuring out what all of them do mm. but then then, then it's kind of there's and I, I know it's like in the nature of ai to basically use other artists work in this way but it, it doesn't it, even though it's like done you know out of a sort of place of love and learning I, I yeah. don't know how other artists feel about this. Um, and it's like a giant gray area when it comes to like AI uh, work. Uh, mm. And I wonder like if we're going to see like a precedent on that set uh, pretty soon. And it's amazing that essentially what you've done is you've um, figured out a way to reverse engineer that so that way you're not relying so heavily on using artists for your prompts. Um, mm. Because as this grow, as this stuff grows and it gets bigger, which it, you know, it actually is like right now it's really exploding right now, isn't it? Since it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's constantly exploding, but like since Dali two and all this stuff, it's really taking off. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really great that you've basically found a way to sort of maneuver around sort of using artists a bit too heavily. Uh, mm. And and I guess you end up just, you know, looking looking like their work if you're just using them, obviously. But um, that, that uh, just to, well, that being said, I wanted to actually ask you about everything that's been blowing up recently. How, how, have you used Dali 2 yet? Oh, I have used Dali. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of it? Uh, I think it's... Uh, there's a lot of things that it does well, but there are also many things that it doesn't do so well. Uh, I, I think it's... Yeah, I, I joke and I tell people I think it's cute, you know, but really I just... I don't like closed source models just because there's no opportunity for a creator to add their own style to something. All Dolly renders, you can tell it's Dolly. All like mid journey renders, you can tell it's mid journey, you know. But things like Disco, Jack, Stable, like you can you can get in there and you know change things enough to where people are asking mm. like, hey, is that mid journey or wait, no, is that Dolly? Is that is that Jax? You people, you can make people uncertain. Yeah, so it's like you know. more. It's definitely more ambiguous, as you said. Like, it's pretty damn easy to tell a Dali image, and and they kind of. Um, I feel like they just don't have that. Like, I feel like diffusion images when they're really good, they really look special. Whereas Dali mm. two, it kind of just does what it it does what you've told it to do, but it doesn't like yeah. look like spectacular uh too much you know it, it's like mm -hmm. just done it in, in, and and but diffusion really uh it's got all i guess it's all those imperfections right that diffusion has that yeah. makes it like come to life um mm -hmm. but yeah as you said like with um you know you mentioned mid journey as well just now um do you do you think uh we're gonna see more of these i know google's oh, making an image and yeah, yeah. 100%. Are there any to keep our eyes out on? Uh, um, uh, as far as closed source models go, probably keep an eye on Nvidia for sure. They're yeah. they're definitely going to do something with this. Google, one hundred percent, they're going to release more models in the future. Um, and as far as just like typical diffusion models, stable diffusion. Yeah. If you haven't heard of stable diffusion, definitely keep an eye out for stable diffusion. That's going to be insane. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't managed to use it yet. Have you managed to use it? I have not, no. I, I've yeah. seen people posting about it, and it, yeah, it it's looks... Yeah, it's pretty closed. It's pretty yeah, closed it's, right now. It's, it's going to be crazy, though. When, when things like that start dropping more often... Yeah. I mean, the game's already changed, right? But it's, it's going to get... It's going to get even more hectic here soon. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, I, just to... I guess at this point, I'm going to give you... A, tiny bit more info into what we do at ps labs is um we essentially like we aggregate all of the different gans right and then yeah. our users go into it and then uh then they put in their prompts we like render everything for them and then we mint it as nfts for them onto like um well currently stargaze but um mm -hmm. over the next few months we're going to be minting for them onto polygon onto solana uh juno uh terra v2 um so so we we're basically building sort of like a AI aggregator that mm. then can mint out to like any blockchain you want. Um 
and and then built into that is sort of like uh, history logs and um, sales history, uh, things like that. So so yeah. we're trying to build something like that. And essentially what we're dealing with right now is like half of them are like these open source GANs, like as you said, JAX and Diffusion and uh, VQGAN. Uh, mm. And on the other side, then we've got things like Dali and Midjourney and uh, to- tooling like that, right? And, and we're yeah. just like combining them all together into one place. What do you, where do you think, um, where do you think Diffusion like stands in all of that um like the the open source models like this yeah, yeah. and the like um like going uh, forwards I, I, do you think it's yeah, like the big player still or uh, it, it's a tough call because i mean these these closed source models can become just they can get better and they're going to get better, you know, like yeah. there, there's going to be a way to change things in them eventually enough to make things unique to like a creator. Um, but right now, as things stand, I think Disco and Humans Jack's edit are like king. They're like top of the mountain right now. Um, yeah. To get the same quality of outputs takes a lot more work, but that work is a lot more fulfilling than getting yeah. it out of you know those those other models um yeah and Dali it gives you so many Star- more options so Dali and mid journey just don't uh mid journey is quite exciting to use but Dali is um it's quite, it's quite um the, the, it doesn't feel fun <laughs> like it's, using Dali. it's kind of it's kind of weird I, I i don't know like you'll get some like really good things out of it but more times than not it'll just be like i don't know you know you'll get like one out of like eight that are kind of kind of cool yeah um so uh i might come back to different uh gan models in a minute but i just wanted to try and move along to the next question which is um mm-hmm. what do you want to do next in in but like, let's just say specifically with the art you're doing uh I, what, yeah. what are you working on like right now and then um what do you want to do next do you have any sort of big plans i am working on a website uh right now for like uh prints and i had some people who like wanted hoodies so i was like okay uh let me get that set up so i've been doing a bunch of legal paperwork recently uh getting all that set up uh and i've also been talking to a few people trying to get a because when when i started uh disco diffusion and i started sharing things that i was creating uh i had like this I would try to write like short stories to go along with each piece. And as things continued to develop and I got, you know, consumed by just the process um, and trying to do all these things all at once, I just kind of like put the short story aspect of things to the side. And I'm I'm kind of wanting to pick that back up and I'm working yeah. with a, a few people right now to help me come up with some sort of, you know, cohesive universe for everything. When you, if you do that, uh, number one, that's an amazing idea um let me know if i can help i'll i'll get involved <laughs> but um, we'll do <laughs> yeah yeah uh also when when you do do all this when you do create all this um is it uh, are you going to be working in fiat or are you going to try to roll it all out on like a crypto or nft sort of uh basis uh like the the prints and things or 
Yeah, I guess the prints always have to be, yeah, that's just merchandising, yeah. right? So it's fiat. Yeah, but in terms yeah. of like, let's say you go into this story building, you're rendering out mm-hmm. loads of sort of different scenes and characters uh, with that. Um, where will that live? Is it just merchandising or are you going to try to uh, sort the, of the, produce the something digital? Be, yeah, the stories will definitely be blockchain for sure. Yeah. Because, um, you know, people people who like are messaging me asking for like a poster or something they don't care like you know i got this fancy little story to go along with this you know zombie like you know they, they, they don't <laughs> have it. but people yeah. people into like blockchain tech it's it's you know they, they find that stuff a little bit more interesting for sure yeah. so you you, you may ethereum you may oh i was gonna you answered the question i was gonna say you're mainly messing around with ethereum right now have you have you tried yeah. any of the other blockchains oh uh, i love love the Cardano marketplaces. Some of my favorite projects are on Cardano. Um, oh, which one of those? What's the most? Uh, Block Cardano? Owls. I've seen Block. I've had my eyes on Block Owls for like a year <laughs> and a half now. I I want one so bad, but I just don't hold Cardano at the moment. So yeah, I've actually never looked at Cardano. Um, like everyone here, essentially, that most of our community, we're all based on Cosmos uh ecosystem yeah. so uh, i don't know if you know about stargaze uh it's like rare it's very new marketplace just came out uh, just released like about two months ago a month and a half two months ago um yeah. and, and and it's a blockchain that is it's like literally only an nft marketplace blockchain so it's a it's a entire blockchain where it's all dedicated to nfts Mm-hmm. um and and it's been um it's really young so there's like loads of all, there's all kinds of projects but there's not really that many sort of really big uh or or like really really high quality projects coming on that being said there are high quality projects there but yeah um most people tend to sort of go to as you said places like ethereum uh mm. and uh, you know these much bigger solana it's a massive one magic eden Oh yeah, um, for sure. Tezos. Yeah, yeah. Tezos. Tezos seems to have like a really big. Uh, it might just be because of the discords we're in, but um, mm. uh, <laughs> I, I tend to see like most of the AI artists uh, messing around with Tezos. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I wonder uh, where I, that I is. That Do you know why? Well. Uh, probably just because like uh, most most like generative artists right now have like massive volume. And Tezos is really good for massive volume and like multiple editions and, you know, selling things for like very cheap, you know? Um, yeah. So people who are just like pumping these things out, they're just all over Tezos. And I, I respect that, you know, you know, it is what it is. Um, I love Tezos just for the editions. I, I love the community. I love the events that they do. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm pressed for yeah. time at the moment. So it's hard to get involved with things like that. Just to pick up on like one thing you just said there is like people, you know, people just pumping this stuff out. What what advice can you give to people to like keep an eye on? Like, what should they look out for when they're buying AI art to make sure like they're buying something that's like decent uh, and um, not just something that's a throwaway thing? I, I think, I think. Let me let me. I, I think that trying to throw like the the law of labor onto this stuff is like an uphill battle right like you can tell like who's putting more time into their pieces versus who isn't but at the end of the day like 
it's all subjective, you know, people are going to like what they want to like, and people are going to, you know, make what they want to make. So yeah. uh, I think it's, it's still one of those things where it's up to the buyer to decide like what's worth it. Um, yeah. But you know, it, you can definitely just straight away tell who puts work into their stuff versus who's just using like a really strong model and minting like 40, 50, 60 things a day, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Um, so we got uh, one criticism that um, we, we honestly, we, we don't get it much with like what we're doing, but um, yeah, I've heard it thrown around a lot, especially when talking about like AI art is that like anyone can do it and it's not worth anything because uh you know it's so easy and quick to do or whatever you know a lot <laughs> basically along those lines it's like these people yeah. like, look at the artwork they look at the artwork and then they totally like discredit it because yeah. of the fact that they fit they think it's easy because i think maybe in their head they think like it's it's just like you you write words and then it just makes the image and it looks good right i think yeah, that's how yeah. simple they think it is um like obviously i know uh, it pisses me off when i hear people say that. yeah it makes but me like what would, what would, yeah what would you say to those people um everyone has a 4k without starting off like... yeah of course <laughs> everyone has a 4k 144 fps camera in their pocket but not everyone's a professional photographer you know everyone yeah, has a yeah. pencil but not everyone's a professional drawer oh well like but a drawing is just lines on a page anyone can do that so it's not worth yeah. anything like you know it's it's one of those things i mean yeah there's a huge volume of this stuff but i feel like the the real creators and the real artists are finding ways to make these tools empower them and make their art stand out get better or just expedite a workflow that already exists you know like they're, they're not sitting here like intimidated by it they're they're motivated by it they're like yes this is like this is huge this is groundbreaking yeah and it's it's the same thing that happened when like photoshop rolled around but like on a greater level now you know because i would even compare it to what uh photography did when it when photography first came out what that Mm -hmm. did to the world of painting and fine art it just essentially almost like overnight well not even overnight but like it took a bit of time but it killed it, it it really made artists and painters have to like rethink what they do now because suddenly like hyper realism could be done in like a split second yeah well back then like a photo would take a bit longer than a split second but um yeah and in the very early and basically when photography did first come along people essentially said like that is not art you know uh yeah i'm sure i'm sure adam's got shit for like his landscapes you know like yeah sitting down painting them like bob ross in it like but it's just (laughs) a different it's a different medium you know it's a different type of art different yeah. type of creation as well where do you hope this all goes like what what kind of things would you like to see what, what do you imagine like ai art will what what position will it be in in like not even like yeah. 10 years time like literally let's just say in like two years time because this stuff moves so yeah it, it's it's <laughs> gonna explode for sure so i wouldn't be surprised i'll tell um, you some of the stuff i'm looking out for after after you've told me uh generative vr like landscapes and things uh game environments like straight from whatever the player wants to see bang if you're out in front of them of course you have some restrictions and limitations but i think that's where we're gonna go for sure something like yeah 
you basically nailed it like exactly what i was thinking uh 3d models essentially like ai yeah. generated 3d models and then like yeah yeah and then like you just then plug those assets into like unreal engine and then you've got your own like ai generated virtual reality world um, um like generative and, 3d and like blender stuff already exists yeah it, it, it doesn't make like full fledged i i have not i have friends who are messing around with it and they're much smarter than i am so I, like, i've been, i've been messing around with it and the results are like disgusting like the results <laughs> are like hideous it, so the way it works right now all right is you start yeah. off with like a humanoid like um puppet uh and then it's like a pre-rigged like humanoid shaped puppet and then and then you type in like you know same thing like a uh word-based prompt right and then there's some parameters that i don't understand because it's like 3d modeling parameters um so i just use a default anyway i just type in flowers and it and it just turns into like this big mushy blobby mess of like <laughs> flowers like coming out it literally looks like a monster uh, and uh, so it's really not that's where it's at right now like it just doesn't know what it's doing like um, awesome. it's kind of like you know it's the way best way to describe it, it's like vq gan it yeah, just like yeah. mushes it all together into like give, a it, give it six thing. months yeah 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 uh, that's the funny thing it's probably only going to take six months because this stuff moves so crazy crazy fast it, yeah. it it like scares me all the time like it's basically like what, whenever I hear about new things coming out, I get like worried <laughs> because I'm like, oh man. Oh man, I love we... it. This, this yeah. stuff keeps me awake at night. I'm on edge all the time. I yeah. absolutely love it here. I'm like, oh man, are we getting replaced? Are we getting replaced? Are we getting replaced? Like every time a new <laughs> thing comes out and I'm like, I'm trying, and then I try it and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, we, you know, uh, you see it for what it is once you start using it. Um, but yeah, whenever there's a, because you spend so long like learning all of this tooling and what everything does and there's all like these new parameters that you never heard of before that yeah. like suddenly like one day something comes along and you're like, oh man, everything's uh, irrelevant. Like all the stuff I've just learned is uh, semi-irrelevant now. Uh, mm. Thankfully that hasn't happened yet. And I think that's really good is having like a big prompt library in your head. Like having that massive, mm uh how you say library of just art and modify as you said modifiers and styles and little tr you know little tricks um all in your head that's like the real um how you say the real value i think um me personally is the reason why I essentially in, after the first few weeks was making quite good stuff because i've worked in the art industry pretty much my whole life yeah. so it's like good it's like good for me to be able to do that I, I, like good for me like getting good results quite quickly but then i've noticed that essentially and, and this is another thing about like all of this is like we have a lot of people who come along and have like never done art before in their life like mm -hmm. don't consider themselves an artist never have never touched a camera a pen a pen a paintbrush or anything like this and then they get fully addicted to ai <laughs> art because like for the first time in their life they're like um you know this is this is what it feels like to be in to create something it's like a really cathartic experience like yeah. um just being able to make something you got that reward that really amazing feeling of i've made something and then you go and you just do it rinse and repeat again and again and again 
And yeah. Um, yeah, you just find people going into that pattern, essentially not requiring like sort of, you know, most skills require like years of developing some kind of like mechanical uh, skills with your hands or, you know, I don't know, like your body of some kind, but this like, requires none of that. Um, so yeah, it's been amazing to see, especially in like our community, just like people, like just dads and people who work in job, like normal fiat jobs and stuff, just mm-hmm. essentially going home and just becoming artists. Um, I hope you don't go into cybersecurity, man, because I feel I like we're, doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I feel that, um, we're in a period right now where, you know, like literally one or like a few years ago. Well, generative artists did exist, but they were more like sort of, you know, like line plotted graphs or or like sort of geometric patterns that were created yeah. by computers and stuff, right? Oh, man. But Some of the I, stuff I made like two years ago was, it was like TV static, you know, like with vague yeah. shapes in it, you know, like that was it. What were you so, using? What was that? Well, like, what were you using now? Is it just like uh, collabs or was it like a software? <laughs> No, it was a uh, GitHub that I ported to my machine and made a conda environment for, <laughs> uh, and it was a Clip Plus Siren model, and it was <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. Well, but, uh, I think we're living in like a period now where, like, essentially, we're going to see like the rise of like a new type of artist, and it's going to be the generative definitely. artist. Uh, yeah. I think that you, in particular, amongst a few other people, like Artificial Nightmares uh have the potential to really uh go all the way you know and um uh, and it's going to be interesting because there's never been like big generative artists before but i think like in the next few years what we'll see is like literally world-class world-famous generative artists and uh yeah yeah, i'm like this uh, this is me trying to get you to like not quit (laughs) yeah i understand I think you can definitely be right on that forefront right there. Something that I think that you should start to learn, though, and I, uh, uh, I'll go let you answer that question before I let you know I think you should move on to. But uh, what, in terms of generative art, you, you like a weakness might be, like, would like to get into, you're, like, a big... You're bra- am, I, am I rugging, or are you breaking up right now? I can't tell. It might be me. My um, uh, Can you hear me better? It's kind of sort of better. Yeah, there we go. I think it's okay. One second. Got you. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Yeah, solid. Okay, so... um, Way better. Without being, like, too much of, like, let's say, just, like, some some kind of, like... uh, Without, like, trying to tell you too much what to do what what do you think are like sort like the sort of maybe big missing gaps in 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 like what you're doing currently like in not necessarily style wise but um because essentially i think there's one area of generative art that you should be looking at and i don't i haven't seen you really uh dabble with it yet uh but i just want to see if you can recognize what it is um I got so many things on the plate right now. So trying to come up with just like one, you know, I have a lot of things that I want to do, but I am interested in, you know, what, what you've got to uh-huh. say and what, what you're well, going to say like. animation. Yeah, yeah. Basically yeah, I'm looking into that. I'm, uh, I have a few people who have something in the works and they said that they're going to get back to me on it. 
because uh, right now if I do an animation, it locks up my entire machine for like mm-hmm. three days, you know. So I'm trying to to get to to have it at the quality that is I this want, is this right? Nin for for what's acceptable? Is this Nin? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He messaged me as well about some because essentially we are moving on to and doing animation and like scaling it up a lot. And as yeah. you said, like it literally takes your computer away from you. Like it just takes it, it yeah, down like twenty times the amount of rendering power as um, a still image, for example. And um, we're obviously we're getting around that by just getting more gpus <laughs> so we just we've been buying up all of the yeah. 3090s finally now that ethereum's moving to proof of stake so uh all the 3090s mm-hmm. are going real cheap on the market um yeah i saw them down to a thousand exactly like just a, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like last week so yeah it makes me sick yeah <laughs> i paid i paid way more yeah money. yeah yeah <laughs> I paid a lot for mine as well. Um, yeah, but, I used uh, my tuition money for it, so but, <laughs> that I'm going to. I, I don't want. Yeah, def, definitely. I'd love to just see what you do if you can get into animation because um, yeah. your prompting is obviously you got that down. Like um, you have like such a definitive. Yeah, you you you've got like a style. You got like. Uh, obviously like a formula that is like fire and so Mm. i would be really interested to see how that then translates into animated work um and as i was saying before i think like now like artificial nightmares is probably like one of the guys who's you know he's been doing it uh he, he was doing video animation with diffusion as you said like since like last year already and yeah. um yeah and, and he and as you said you got into it because you saw his work and so yep, yep. you built up your current user base or like your current following just based off of like your stills work just rendering still images yeah. so yeah i think once you sort of get start start messing around with animation you can really um start to reach more people uh yeah definitely yeah yeah and then you can start to make reels as well uh yeah. and re- re- <laughs> so they they on things like instagram and stuff so if a reel does well then you get way more followers than just a normal post yeah the, the engagement goes through um yeah. And, and, uh, yeah 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 so i don't know i was just trying to basically tell you like don't don't quit of art i think like uh do it for like another year or two and then if that fails then go to cyber security <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so i'll be interested to see was, like what the start, um, for just... yeah i was i was gonna start go on, animations go like this week um and oh good I like yeah but then nin messaged me and he was like hey yo like i got something for you i'll let you know and i was like okay so now i'm just waiting to see what's going on and you know because i don't want to lock up my machine and then get the deal yeah yeah okay here's this thing i'm waiting for it as well uh he messaged yeah i got he slipped he i slipped into dm rather than the way around but um 
Yeah. Okay. Just um, uh, just so like, I want to move on to opening up the floor to some some other people who might have some questions for you. But I, I just have like one or two <clears throat> questions before we do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who do you look up? Who do you look up to in AI art? Uh, Phil. He's actually in here. Machine Delusions. He's got the blue and pink uh, portrait as his Where is uh, he? profile. Photo. Machine Delusions. Everyone go yeah, check that guy he out. Is, he is incredible. His portraits, his level of coherence, the cohesion of everything. He worked super hard on it and like massive respect to that dude. He's like one of my favorite creators in the space right now. Uh, him, Artificial Nightmares, AI Enigma, uh, who does like a bunch of portraits? Knox uh, Feratu does a bunch of dark art, generative dark art, just like I am. Same vein. Uh, Ghost Tensor, their sci-fi interiors. They they like just started getting serious with the fusion recently. Yeah. Ghost Tensor and their sci-fi interiors you, are crazy. Can you do me a favor and um, once we, you know, at the end of this AMA, either if you want to post it or or you can send that list to us. And then we can post it. But if if you post it, we'll like retweet it. Just like it would be great to just have like a list of just loads of great up and like, you know, hot generative artists that people can just go look at and then hopefully inspire them to try different things in their prompt work and different styles and stuff. Um, That'd be quite a nice thing to sort of help help people. I'll I'll share some people up to the space right now so you can go and check them out. Okay. Yeah, and that's brilliant. And then, so yeah, in a minute, I'm gonna open the floor to people in. The, oh, look at that! That's amazing. So, um, I'm gonna open the floor to people in the space. Uh, just stick your hand up if you have any questions for Binks here, and I will invite you up to the floor to ask him a question. Wow! Look at that bumblebee. That's amazing. Isn't it great, Phil? Like. We, Phil is so Phil, good. we need to get we need to get Phil up here. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is here. like composite. He's, he's, uh yeah, it's it's many, many renders and many, many hours in Photoshop. And like he, he he's in the Phil I'm gonna invite him up here. Yeah, Phil Phil's awesome. Yes, that's amazing. So this looks like composite um composite work to me so oh there i got i got him up i don't know if he's gonna speak i don't know if he's got a mic or not but um, yeah, we, we, oh there you are. are are you happy to talk us through how you did this oh absolutely and no and number one i i actually looked up to binks when i was starting out so it's an honor and an absolute pleasure to have uh such close relations binks and i have been chatting on and off for the past little while and uh it's an amazing space to say nonetheless. This community is awesome, man. Um, but to uh, to answer your question, um, most of my pieces, I actually start with um, initial images. Uh, so I either am Photoshopping pieces together and then running that through um, Disco Diffusion with very specific modifiers um, and kind of going on what Binks said most of my style and if you check out my instagram as a portfolio it uh it all kind of has like one look i don't really use artist modifiers um 
any anymore. I used to at the beginning, and it was very apparent if uh, if you scroll through. But nowadays, it's just a very select um, section of modifiers, and um, and then what I'll do is I'll render out uh, five to ten versions of the piece, and I will composite them together in Photoshop. Sorry, my my mic was off. I was like speaking to you. <laughs> um, essentially, I was just saying, uh, how long have you been? When did you get started in Disco Diffusion? And you obviously seem to have like compositing skills. So, are you doing Photoshop or something before you even got into all this stuff? Yeah. So I've been doing Disco for just about over two, just under two months now. Um, I kind of started at the beginning of summer. Um, but my main profession is uh, graphic design. I have about 12 years of graphic design experience. Um, so I am extremely fluent in the Adobe suite and uh, everything that comes with that. I've, I've been a digital artist on and off my entire life, but I never really found my voice in the, in the, uh, the visual world. Um, I've dabbled with like, uh, like photo bashing kind of style images. I don't know if you know um, Benny, Benny Productions on YouTube. He's an incredible Photoshop artist. Um, I went through, I spent months and I absolutely just like, learned as much as I possibly could from his process and then applied it in my AI art, which is uh, a mix of man and machine, as it says in my bio. Is um so, so in terms of what you would really like to get out of all of this is sort, sort of like just a full blown generative art career. Would you, is that what you'd like to do? Are you selling, selling them online as NFTs yet? Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've made a few very uh, decent sales, and I'm slowly but surely nice. building up uh, a following, and you know, getting getting uh, the awareness out there. I mean, when when I started to look into AI art, and even still now, most of the stuff is like very recognizable. Like what Binks was saying, I can I've trained my eyes to be like, yep, that's Midjourney, yep, that's Dali. Um, but like Binks was saying as well the stuff that comes out of disco is very unique. And um, even, even to this day, when I, you know, tell people on the street, like, Hey, yeah, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a digital artist. And, and I say, I use AI um, their face kind of, if they know AI, their face kind of drops a little bit like, Oh, here's, here's another dude. He's going to show me some, yeah. some like, you know, uncanny Valley shit. And then I whip out my stuff and they're like, Whoa, I didn't even know this was possible. Um, so ideally, yes, I would like to become a uh, full-time digital artist. I, I'm a creative at heart. Before this, I was a musician. So no matter what medium it is, I will always be creating. Um, and to, to make a living off of that would be a dream come true. And I, I personally think I've found my voice with AI. Yeah. Are you working on any, like, is, is what you're working on right now just sort of one big project or are you just kind of doing it day after day just like what you're feeling like doing or, or do you have like plans to sort of pull it all together into like one big um so, sort of i guess master project like binks was saying earlier he, he's planning to sort of pull it all together into a world of some kind uh any plans like that yeah or are you still sort of in that exploration phase of just you know uh get, you know still being excited about just working through all different kinds of new things or, or have you like settled upon something now that you're like okay this is what i really like 
um, and I'm going to do a full project on it. I think uh, I think there's so many possibilities with this technology. Um, I've been experimenting with not only the medium of of what is possible visually in terms of style and uh, and like what what's feasible out of the machine itself, but um, trying to trying to figure out where it all fits in into the market as a whole in terms of monetization. Um, in a perfect world, I would love to just sit back all day and just create dope stuff just for my own eyes. But I know that uh, bills don't stop rolling, so I need to, uh, and a lot of all artists need to figure out a way to provide value to their their fans and their customers yeah. um, in a way that like allows them to still keep the magic alive. Um, so yeah. for, I think I've found a style. I think I'm on a really great trajectory. Um, stuff that's picked up for me personally is the animals and the bugs. People really love that, that, that again, that mix of man and machine. It doesn't necessarily have to be machine. Um, I've been experimenting with like wood textures and just a bunch of stuff like that. Um, but have you the, tried any, the, uh, go sorry, on. sorry, I cut you off. No, I was going to say, uh, have you, have you tried any, so, uh, there's a few animals that do really well, um, as NFTs, which is, uh, number one is apes. <laughs> number two is, uh, well, cats and then dogs. Um, so <laughs> we, um, uh, as we we did a like project using uh, Mid Journey where we basically rendered out like um, f- thousands and thousands of different characters, and um, we basically figure out a way to make Mid Journey do cats, dogs, and like it's like not too difficult. But the cats were like hard and we love sheep as well sheep were really hard so i did like a set of like sort of cheap uh sort of a special ops unit of sheep uh it looks good but it was like really hard to do but the thing is like the animals like really resonated with people like they absolutely love love animals um so i see the beauty right here and then see like this concept there. You've um, done a lion, bear, squirrel. Yeah, you're working through them. I think uh, the interesting part about what I do as uh, opposed to Binks is Binks is, is working off of straight uh, raw generation. So it starts from noise and it creates the masterpieces that come out on the other side. Uh, in my case, I'm, I'm using initial images. So um, I could, in theory, literally take the entire Bored Ape series and run it through as my style and it would be 100% different. It would be really, really unique to my vision. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a limited run of 10 of them. Um, but right now, it, there's, a, there's a fine balance um, in DD. And I find that the, uh, the images I choose are almost just as important as the prompts that follow on top of them. And uh, some, some days, I'll, I'll throw an image in there, and I just get complete garbage and i'm like wow i i have some serious imposter syndrome right now and then other days i'll just uh 
uh, like the frog, for example, on my Twitter, that one was a total fluke. My friend was like, haha, just like run a frog through it because it would be cool. And I'm like, okay. And I did it and it was just like magic. It was just like no comment uh, needed. It was just straight out of the box, DD, amazing. You know what? I've actually seen that image before. And I think on, it might have been Twitter, but I think it was Instagram actually. So I actually have seen your work already doing the rounds on like Instagram. And it's just amazing that like you are now here in this space, like chatting to us. Um, yeah. So it's amazing to have you here. I, I think um, oh, one day we need to, we'll give you another month because you've only been doing this two months. So we'll give you another month so that we if you've got like absolutely brand new bodies of work coming out we'll talk about that but yeah it'd be amazing to have you on again at a later date have you have you uh, messed around with any animation yet uh yeah um i've actually uh I'm, I'm a businessman so i've been trying to monetize it in the uh the most non-sellout way possible and uh one of the uh, avenues of revenue i've landed on um, I'm I'm big in the I'm from Toronto and I'm big in the music scene. I know a lot of DJs and I know a lot of uh, of um, event planners that throw some of the biggest raves here in the city, uh, like high high quality production stuff. Um, even though it's underground, just impeccable quality. And uh, and I pitched the idea to them because I'm like the AI guy in the scene now. Because no, again, this is such a brand new emerging technology. And um, I recently got a gig to run visuals at a festival. So uh, coming this next month of all of August, I'm going to be rendering out probably 20 to 30 animations. Um, and then I'm going to be VJing, video DJing them uh, over top of projectors at, at like big raves. So that'll be really interesting. It's perfect use case. Like honestly, just like an absolutely perfect use case for this stuff. because. Um, as you said, like um, I, I, I want to like actually cover monetization a bit after this, but um, one of the first things, obviously, you think about when you're using this stuff is like, oh my god, it's so powerful! You know, you've got your first few really nice images out of it. One of the first things your mind goes is like, what can I do with this? Like, it, like in terms of money and um, making money, because it's crazy, crazy powerful. And there's definitely ways like a thousand or a million ways to make money out of all of this tooling and technology. And, um, yeah, and we just, I just went through like this whole, uh, sort of journey of trying to figure out, as you said, like, uh, not like sort of selling out, keeping the quality high. Because we, I was sit. sometimes I like go into the disco diffusion, uh, discord and then, and they, um, they're really um yeah, a, lot, a lot of people are like fine with all the commerce of it but there's like a lot of people who are like real there's a there's a handful of people who how you say they they try to be like real purists as if like this shouldn't be monetized it's not about money uh and all of these things which you know definitely it's not all about money he's like obviously amazing beautiful technology that can do a lot um but there seems to be like an attitude with ai art that it's like almost like that people trying to sort of keep it pure like keep money out of it um 
but then all around me i'm just seeing like massive commercial ventures happening uh with it i i guess where i'm trying to lead with all of this is where at what moment did like the the flip switch for you where you're like okay i'm gonna try and make money using this like was it like a quite immediate or or is it quite like sort of recently within the past few days or weeks um i think i can uh i can speak for for binks on this as well a little bit but the the flip switch for me was um at, at first at first i was learning the tech and i was having an addicting amount of fun and like that that amount of fun hasn't subsided yet it's i've lost hundreds of hours of sleep because of this technology it's just amazing um so at first it was a it was a big journey of me crafting what what do i want to use this tech for um there's guys in the discord who who make alien money they make bills that look like real money but it's in an alien format and like that is incredibly um imaginative that's something i would never do um so at first it was like holy crap the the possibilities of what this what i can generate are insane um once i found something that like that really stuck with me and resonated and was actually impressing me coming out on the other side um then i had a, a precedent and a standard to live by and people really started to to like it um there was there was moments in the discord where uh i was kind of just like the face guy the guy who could generate decent portraits in like abstract ways and like i rode that wave for a bit where all i did was portraits um and then i was, was like okay. using were you using no, initials for that? that that was back when i wasn't using initials uh and i was generating those portraits and and people couldn't there was a lot of people in the discord that have been there for way longer than me that just could not figure out how I was getting such clean uh, faces. And like, to this day, I, I literally don't know. Like, it's just a balance. I, I was going to say, are you going to give us a bit of that secret sauce? Or is it, you know what the secret is sauce still is? Secret? No, I'll tell you what the secret sauce is. The secret sauce is exactly like what Bing said before. Instead of generating 40 images and minting them on a blockchain, and just saying YOLO, I would render 40 images. And if none of them were good, I would delete all of them and start again. So what people saw was the highlight reel, the good stuff that I filtered through to show people. I, yeah, exactly. I could not have said that better. Like if people underestimate how many things we've deleted over the course of the last, just like a couple months, a few months, even like you delete, almost everything and you 90%. only salvage yeah it's easily 90 percent for me probably like 95 honestly like there's so much it's less about curation for people people like me people like phil it's less about curation more about if if something comes out wrong you're doing something wrong you know it, it's not that it's you know you just have to get back in the kitchen change some parameters around change your prompting around and maybe like get some renders together for a composite throw it in as an in image if you need to but it's just a workflow thing 100 percent, yeah yeah i love that i love how you said you you just get like back into the kitchen because um obviously we do like a lot of rendering for other people and then we sort of we have like this added service where we mint it onto blockchain for people and we we 
mint it to whatever blockchain they want, hopefully in the future. Right now we just operate on one, but essentially you get like a lot of new people on uh, all the time. And as, as you said, AI isn't like 100%, like not everything is good. We actually spend most of our time trying to make sure that rather than making sure the best ones are amazing, we most of our efforts are actually spent on trying to make sure the worst ones are like really good because uh, in reality, when we, we are doing our own projects, for example, we release like, you know, 5K collection, 10K collections. We render about 60 or 70,000 um, NFTs, or like just images, to, to then boil it down to like literally just five to 10,000. Like we are just absolutely brutal with deleting. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, but the thing is, is, especially with what we're doing, it's like if someone's literally just spent their money and they, you know, they've got a token, they're, they're re- rendering with us. And then the first thing they get back, you know, they don't like it. That's um, it's not it's not like a good experience, is it, for uh, like someone who essentially like you see you you always see what the best renders look like, and and then and then when you start to get into it and you start trying it, you, you do think it's meant to be that easy. It's like the the like what the people what like those douchebags say where they say like, oh yeah, it's so easy, anyone can do it. It's actually not true. Like you need to know what you're, well, when I say talking about, you need to know what you're prompting. You need to, if you're good at prompting, you will get good results. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad you said like, you know, you get back into the kitchen and then you, you, you go at it again because um, that's like the best advice I would give. Um, we actually have someone who's coming up, wants to come up and uh, ask a question. Uh, we come towards the end of the space actually soon. So I'm just going to finish off with just opening up the floor to questions to Binks and um, Machine Delusions here, Phil. Um, so, yeah, Crypto, Ghost, Ghost Ensor, uh, or anyone else in the room, if you have any questions, stick your hand up. We'll, we'll um, give you some time to to ask away. You can ask me something as well if you like. Um, so I'm, I'm going to just leave it open for like 30 seconds a minute. Otherwise, we'll um, we'll we'll wrap up the space. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Go, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, no, I didn't have any questions. I just wanted to say thanks to uh, Phil and Binks. I don't know your actual name, but huge inspiration. Thanks for sharing. Hey, Ghost. Good to see you. Um, Ghost is actually an active member in the community. Uh, he... Uh, Man, we Binks and I and and dozens of others we we spend disgusting amounts of time late at night, four a.m. just chilling in the Discord, streaming. It's uh, it's good to see familiar faces here. Yeah, that that's Ghost is who I was talking about earlier with the crazy like sci-fi interiors he's got going on. Definitely keep an eye on him because the stuff he's going to be dropping in the future is going to be some heat. I'm yeah, looking forward absolutely. to that, man. Thanks. I agree with the uh, no sleep. I'm actually at work right now on three hours of sleep. That says anything about what disco has done to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for dropping by. I'm going to take a look into your work as well uh, after this space. Uh, yeah, thanks for making it known and uh, also standing up on the stage. Uh, Kadena, you, you stuck your hand up. Do you have a question? How's it going, you guys? Um, yeah, I just 
quick question on artificial intelligence, and maybe you guys can give me shed some light on this. But you know, you know, pretty much, um, we're thinking about with the proceeds of these NFT NFT sales uh, to build a, a a social media metaverse. But the thing is, with all the nefarious things that happen with AI in Facebook, we want to avoid that. And I was wondering, are you guys looking at at how that can be done, where you can use AI in 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 ways that are that that help the user, but not necessarily control the user. Uh, and I was wondering, basically, what do you guys? How do you guys see that? Uh, I'll like briefly touch on this. Uh, generative AI is uh, just just a form of AI, right? Like it, it, AI, as far as algorithms are concerned, especially on a large social media platform, uh, that's something that is currently completely out of my realm um uh, i I only really know about generative models and nlps uh over like algorithmic models that control like what you see on a website or what you know what that website uh, does to to mitigate certain actions from its users that's all like a very uh, complex things set up by large teams of people, usually uh, at corporations. So um, it, it's definitely something that I'm reading about, studying about, and trying to get certified for. But it's not something right now that I would feel comfortable uh, talking about because I just don't feel qualified to, honestly. Yeah, and, and I think my two cents in it on it as well is uh, I'm definitely not qualified in terms of the uh, algorithms running social media and and like the great filter as they call it but um ai has been around for for years and years and years like it's been running in the background whether we know it or not um the the generative art thing is really kind of like the first thing that the general public has been like whoa like look at this this is you know blowing our minds and i, and I think like that's why things like instagram are, are are so good for this kind of medium is because it's built on the the visual sense um th that being said like this this technology is really the framework for such a, a larger piece of what is gonna aspire in, in everyday life uh a great example is um ai will be able the i'm sure there are already some that exist but it'll be able to uh predict and create different ways of folding proteins which will essentially like open the doors for so much more biology and science uh stuff that we can't imagine with our own brains and and that's where like that mix of man and machine really come into play um yeah that's pretty much all i got to say on it on the folding proteins thing you, you guys should definitely check that out on youtube machine learning folding proteins uh a, a machine learning in general, whether it's used by a corporation or used by scientists to come up with uh, new ways of managing very difficult tasks, it's 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 going to be a game changer, and it's going to be the basis of like everything we do in the future for sure. Yeah, I think um one key point, Kadena, about AI and what we think of it is essentially the only thing I think of it is that as time goes on, it's only going to be more and more dominant in our everyday lives. It's going to be everywhere. And um, I think we're lucky because we're, we've lived in this sort of age of like not having AI and then actually living in a world filled, like becoming more and more filled with AI. So we've kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't know how old you are, but at least myself, 
lived in a period just sort of around the start of the internet time or and then now we've got like ai coming along so i can tell or i can at least distinguish hopefully or i'm aware of the fact that ai is there and exists now imagine someone like being born today fully unaware of a world without ai and by the time you know like let's say they're born today in 10 years time the, your, the mind will be totally different and, and an ai would probably not even be something that they even consider something to be worried about they, they just instinctively accept it because they've always been around it um the, uh, yeah so essentially it's it's a funny one like we can kind of sit back and or we can kind of sit here and say like yeah i don't like it you know it's got a lot of control it's really integrated into lots of things and that doesn't make me comfortable but at the end of the day it's like i don't know what what options we really got (laughs) so i could see machine yeah just just to add one more thing on it um uh like the the good the good will outweigh the bad with this technology 100 percent um things things like media let's just stick with media and art for for a second here the quality of music video uh audio like images every piece of media we consume nowadays in like one two five years time it will be such a, a higher standard because of ai technology um we won't we won't experience a world without it and and it will pretty much improve every aspect of our lives from medical to uh, entertainment, um, like autonomous driving, obviously, like that's just around the corner. Um, and I, I personally think that AI, as we use it in the art industry right now, um, it's actually a misnomer, right? It's, it's artificial intelligence, but it's actually more of a machine learning because the machine is not getting better through uh, us running our images. Maybe one day it will. And that will be quite a feat as well of, of like, uh, you know, I guess like the closest thing we have to true AI right now is training our own models. Um, but that's still machine learning because it's not, it's not learning as we render more images in a specific style. It's just, uh, you know, following the specific guidelines that we, we told it to almost like an advanced Turing machine or something. Uh, these, these generative models work off of prob- probability curves and text image pairs and assigning tokens to different vectors. And it, it's, it's nothing like in a genuine artificial intelligence. It's not sentient in any way. And it, 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 much like NLPs, it's just it's doing whatever it's trained to do. And that's it. It has one job. And that's, that's all it can do. Um, so it, it is a misnomer in some way. I do have, um, just while we've got uh, machine delusions here, actually, and this is actually for most of the people in this room who are just starting off, because I've asked this question to Binks already. Can you give some like hot tips to people in this space right now on how to get great results just using prompting? Ooh, <laughs> I'm passing out the sauce. <laughs> yeah, um, give, give us some of your hot sauce. Please. Yeah. Okay. Um, good tips. Okay. I would say, I would say narrow, narrow it down to like two, three or four categories, right? The first category being what's the medium, right? Binks and I, we, we go for the 3d look, the render look. Um, I've had people message me on Instagram asking me if they can buy my blender models. And I'm like, 
bro, I'm sorry. This is literally just a still. It's not, it's not a real thing. Um, so the first thing I would, I would suggest is really narrow down what you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to achieve oil paintings, try to thesaurus your way through oil paintings and the, and the modifiers and the words to get a good basis of, of what the image is actually going to look like texturally, because that's the, that's level one. Level two is um, subject. And this one I find a little more uh, difficult myself, my workflow, I'm using init's initial images. So it's not as difficult as a process, but for most people, they're not going to use initials. Um, they're going to go for straight re uh, generation. Uh, so flipping through your subjects can also be huge. Um, a great example that Binks was saying uh, a, a long time ago to me was that the difference between like uh, a priestess or a clerk or a um, uh, like a, you know, just a priest, not even like a priestess, right? Though all those three things, they're they're completely different to the machine when it's spitting out an image on the other end. So really flipping through what words can replace words that you're already using thesauruses right great great tool um and then i guess my last tip would be uh modifiers in the sense of i use modifiers for quality i use modifiers for texture i use modifiers for ambiance and vibe um for example Sometimes I say like, blah, 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 a beautiful, ominous render by artist, 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 or something like that. But the word ominous, I can replace that with, with beautiful or um, charismatic or um, awe-inspiring or surreal, right? That one switch of a word as a modifier completely changes the uh, vibe of the image um, to the machine anyway. To our brains, it might not feel important. But I promise you, those little differences makes all the difference on the other end. Oh, that's oh, that big guy's hand up. Go for it, man. Go for it. One thing I would I would love people to try more often is just make things up. Like it doesn't have to be a real concept or a word. It, it clip will assign a probability vector to it, and it will run with it. It'll just do whatever it wants. One one of the modifiers I used very early was something like it was like ramen noodle bose einstein condensate or something it was like it didn't even make any sense but it did some crazy things so like just making things up on the fly going to some like science articles or something uh, like around particle physics or something and just taking these concepts that you don't understand mixing words together and creating word salad can sometimes just do some really really cool stuff and you might find some secret sauce that way too so like it's worth a shot. I'd like to uh, add, add something to that as well. I, I think um, for for me, uh, I kind of stumbled upon this process because I use initial images, but I know a lot of people, they struggle with uh, experimenting. And a lot of, I personally think a lot of people are really shooting in the dark because they do not understand what each word actually does to the image so what i would suggest is they load up an initial image they they learn the process of how to process on top of something that's already existing and they go through and they just flip one word at a time you know um like load up a, a picture of a house and be like a house made of wood a house made of bumblebees a house made of hopes and dreams and really 
understand what each word is doing to that house. And then they can further make educated decisions upon how they want to use those words in their actual pieces. So like map, essentially like mapping it out. All right, crypto, you got your, is that a hand up? Do you want to ask your question? This will probably be the last question. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go for it. Yeah. So hi everyone. So I have a question. So during your prompts preparation, what is uh, the percentage of uh, of reliance that I I will finish your uh, your um, vision or your idea? Is it like fifty fifty percent? You go this descriptive, then you you let the AI finish, or you go like sixty percent? Or um, um, yeah, I'll let I'll let Phil speak first. Uh, sorry, just to just to confirm the question, are you asking like um, how how much I do po- uh, pre before post? No, uh, I mean, what is the uh, the percentage um, of reliance in your composition of the prompts? For example, do you like uh, uh, go sixty percent uh, descriptive and then you let the AI finish your vision, or what is the composition? Um, so like, I think, uh, I would say for me, 60 to 70% of my prompt never changes. And that, that really is the meat and potatoes of the style that I've created. And that's why all my pieces look like a, a machine delusion piece. I think one of the best compliments I got was, uh, my, when I post something, people are like, yeah, that's, that's Phil's work. And, and that's what I was really going for. And that's what all artists should be really striving for in the space because, Unfortunately, whether we like it or not, the general public likes consistency. Uh, our buddy Hollow or uh, LXE in the Discord, um, he makes fantastic anime art, and he is killing it because he found a style, and he is just, you know, how many variations can I get out of this one style? So, yeah, I would say like my ratio is like sixty to seventy percent, and then the thirty percent is the AI doing what it does. I still run a lot of batches because even though I'm personally using initial images, the, the images come out totally different. Like if I run it 10 times, they're, they're all different. The seeds keeps changing. And, uh, you know, the odds are that the first three, I'm not going to like, but the fourth might be straight fire. Yeah. In, in my case, I'll say the, the prompt is probably like getting a really good prompt down is definitely like 70% of the work and engineering that prompt in such a way where it gives you a very consistent style that's recognizable just like phil was saying um and then after that it's just finding out how you can tweak that to give you renders that you can work with that you can you can do other things with you can throw them together in a mash or you can just like you know if you're happy with them as is you can just post but yeah i just got one Uh, just on the topic of prompt engineering, how much do you guys use waiting in your prompts? I do not. <laughs> I don't use waiting. Yeah, I, I actually like also. If, yeah, I feel like if you need to wait something out, something else is wrong with the prompt. And, um, and that's just my opinion. But in my case, I uh, I never I never prompt the meat and potatoes of what I'm rendering. Um, but what I do wait. Sorry, I never wait the meat and potatoes, but what I do wait is um, things that really, things that I'm not (laughs) really requiring. Um, For example, uh, in the 3D style, I get a lot of blur. So I prompt out blur. Um, I tend to weight things in more of a negative fashion than a positive. 
Um, but I've been experimenting more so with weights because I find there is a deeper, deeper level of control there. Uh, and, and sometimes I just go crazy and I'm like, everything weighted to one and this one prompt weighted to a hundred and I just see what happens. Right. So the experiment, no, uh, I guess um, also you're using a lot of initial images, right? So you might have to work with the weighting a tiny bit more there because, uh, for example, uh, you can use, do you ever like use your weighting to fill the background or like get rid of like a color or anything like that? Especially like, obviously when you've got an initial image, you can maybe direct that a bit more because it exists already there. Um, yeah, in terms of, I actually never, the backgrounds of my pieces, I'm so vague. Like I really let the disco diffusion do the work with backgrounds. So for example, um, even the B, actually the B that's pinned at the top there, I was like a robotic animatronic bumblebee on a flower. That's literally all I said. You know what I mean? Like, so the backgrounds, they don't really, I don't really care about them. Um, my scorpion piece, it was like super intricately detailed, all the prompting for the actual scorpion. And then at the very end, I was like in a desert. And <laughs> that's pretty much the the extent of uh, prompting backgrounds I do. Well, um, unless, unless anyone else has question or, or you guys want, or, I'll, I'll give you guys sort of just, uh, you know, 10, 20 seconds after this to just close off. But um, I, I just want to say thank you so much to like number one Binks and you machine delusions that you've been like a really nice surprise in this um spaces it's been a, you you've essentially just extended the spaces by another half an hour because <laughs> you you know the work you're doing is so interesting and, and uh it's just awesome to just see the community all joining in well let's um let's do a few more yeah well, so a guy called um do you know Rupe Rhinisto? do you know who he is Rhinisto? maybe you don't he's a finnish dude he hangs out in uh vq gan uh channels a lot but um yeah I'll, I'll just keep on closing though uh, um essentially number one thank you especially in the last 15 20 minutes you guys really shared a lot of spilling your hot sauce all over us and um it was great <laughs> but um i we, i would really like to sort of one day actually try to pitch you guys the 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 blockchain that we all come from which is stargaze and it's like a really nascent new um nft marketplace uh and they're really building a lot of really cool stuff and we just need like more quality people like you to come and release like fantastic work on on this space and you're gonna do honestly you're gonna kill it if you cut if you guys come over and i like, will fully support you if you do that um so just like i'm actually up. setting up like during during this whole thing i've been setting up a wallet uh for the yeah right now just looking into that's it. the so just, the thing uh, is, is right. It's really ideas. hard to get into there because the on ramp is difficult, right? Because you can't just buy stars. You need to like, um, you need to buy like atom. Then you need to go to osmosis. You need to transfer it to stars, and then and then once you have stars, then you can be on the space. Um, oh, Jazz Black, you had your hand up for a second. Do you want to get that last? Do you want to get a question in? You can. You can still ask. No, all right. I'll stick your hand up if you do. But anyway, yeah, if we can get you guys onto Stargaze, we've seen like a really big flood of like 
Uh, oh, there you go. He had his question. I'm going to let him just ask one more question, and then I'll pass it on to you guys to close after the after his question. All right, go on, go on, Jazz. Just connect him now. There you go. Go for it, man. Jazz, you got your, you got your question. Or you just want to you want to stand up here with us. There he is. There he is. Okay. Hey, can can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Great. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was just saying I joined the uh, I joined the chat a little bit late, so um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, the question I had for everyone was just um, I've been using uh, Disco Diffusion and uh, since about January or so, and there's been so many iterations and changes and developments. Um, I was just wondering, like, what are you guys excited for? Um, not necessarily with Disco, but uh, with AI in general for the future. Um, it seems like everything's developing at such a rapid pace and there's going to be so many possibilities. Uh, me personally, I think it's uh, very exciting to see what would be possible to do just with storytelling. And uh, at the moment, we can prompt uh, animations and images, but perhaps in the future, we could almost prompt a whole uh, movie or, um, I don't know, just a whole storyline. One thing that I'm very excited for is the development of NLPs and how a natural language processor will play a role in interactive storytelling through like RPGs um, and th things of that nature. I, I think that is going to be amazing for many industries, uh, particularly gaming, but you know, it is what it is. Um, generative, we have a lot to look forward to. I, I think the biggest is probably going to be the how VR handles generative AI. Um, but the thing that gets me most excited is definitely the development of NLPs uh, like Lambda and GPT-3 um, and where that's going to where that's going to go, because it's it's going to be huge. And uh, my answer to that is I'm really excited for the development of this technology in the uh, the music space. Um, I know that there's a lot of generative, um, like straight generative things where um, it's creating a track by like genre or whatever. And, and they're OK. You know, like the quality is not there. I think that the image, the image section of this industry really took off and uh, we've kind of perfected it like with Dolly, too, and stuff. But I think the music section of this uh, this technology is really lagging behind. So once that catches up, I will definitely be playing with that. Um, I think it would be an amazing ability to feed uh, the AI ten of your favorite artists. You know, train a model on it, and then for it to spit out something of like radio style quality um, in terms of production and composition. I think. Uh, I think like what Bing said, the just the the sheer volume of what is going to be possible with this uh, this tech is what I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to enjoy the moment right now of of you know creating cool art because I know in a month or two months it will be a very different landscape. Yeah, yeah. no, thanks. I've I've kind of felt the same way. I mean, obviously, it's great that these tools exist and. Uh, it's so addictive. Like I've basically been having renderings going for all day, every day and night since January. Um, and it's all about experimentation and just playing with uh, different things, different settings. Um, and recently I've been using a lot of the AI generated images uh, as inits and then playing around in Photoshop and cutting and pasting this and that. And I don't know, it's just, it's awesome what you can do. And I think more and more people are starting to use it. So perhaps, 
it's maybe going to become an oversaturated space. Um, but then it's about uh, finding a niche or finding a unique style uh, within that that represents your work. I just um, okay. We got what one okay. This is the last question. And unless how are you guys doing, Binks and uh, Machine Delusions? Because I don't have to be anywhere. But um, I'm feeling great. Just, I don't have to be anywhere tonight. So good. I'm just chilling. I got I got three okay, renders. Cool. Well then, I'm just gonna let this. I'm just gonna let this train keep going until, uh, until it's run out of fuel. So, all right, go go on, go stencil. I just wanted to talk about what I was excited about. Um, I watched. Yeah, you guys are probably familiar. It's a really popular channel, Two Minute Papers on YouTube. But uh, there's this one uh, project. I think it's called like hierarchical surface prediction for like 3D models. You guys kind of touched on it earlier. They recently updated it. It is like amazing. Like it, it looks so cool. Um, that's kind of my background. I come from uh, just like 3D art. Did it for a couple of years. One of the biggest assets is a company called Quixel. They just go around uh, 3D scanning like real life objects. They've been doing it for a long time, and they. I mean, there's a lot of assets, but there's not that many on there. The ability to just turn any real world item into a 3d asset will catapult like 3d artists forward and that's something that i think is just really cool are you able to um is it, is it a collab notebook that you're talking about no yeah. i'm pretty sure it's not really accessible they just uh go previews in in the videos oh yeah, I just I'm 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 really keeping my eye out for this stuff because um as you said and I think what Binks was saying earlier is like I really see that as kind of like the next logical step for um AI even though like I thought we were going to automate driving before we automated art but you know here we are with automated art before automated driving um I guess the the the, the the reason for that is the fact that like if automated driving messes up people generally die uh but in automated art there's people don't die so the standard is much much lower for uh public use but yeah yeah i've just found it amazing that out of nowhere we have like these like ai art production tools and um like uh, like i don't i didn't like fully explain like introduce myself actually Binks and uh machine delusions to you guys but like I I live in London and my I, I've been a photographer since I was like 18 years old. I'm 31 right now and um I've been a professional photographer since I was essentially like 16. I finished school early. I just did photography and then at 25 I opened up my studio I opened up studios in London. And that's a, like my first business. It was called Putney Studios, and um, we, and then we moved out of Putney, so we rebranded it to PS Spaces, and then we ran it as like an Airbnb style booking platform for photography studios, and then off the back of that, we went into content production, image licensing, uh, everything, music videos, feature film, short film, advertising, everything, uh, loads of social media stuff. So doing production work in all of that. And then essentially in February this year, launched 
what is now like PS Labs. So the PS in PS Labs for any of our like customers here you don't know actually stands for Putney Studio, <laughs> which is like the first place where we opened the first studio like seven years ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, and then I opened that in February, and essentially we just provided this service where we just render for other people. Uh, because everyone can access all this stuff actually but the real thing we do is actually we mint everything into NFTs for them and we like airdrop it back to them and we do that like essentially for free um, so that's like actually the real service we're doing we're actually working on loads of different things currently like multi-chain uh, aggregating lots of GANs together in one place um you know we're working on community building which is like why we're all here tonight um trying to just you know i, I think we're really in in like some kind of like almost like a renaissance for art at the moment uh with like ai and on top of ai we've got nfts and 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 it's really like almost like a modern day renaissance happening because before before um nfts 3D artists could only make money by like working for like film studios and advertising companies to create 3D models and they get paid that way, right? They couldn't ever like sell a 3D model to like just an art buyer, right? There's no like mechanism for that. Um, so like now with NFTs, like people can, you've suddenly opened it up to like people be able to own, like actually own videos or video clips and, uh, 3d models and all this stuff and so like that on the flip like regardless of ai is like a renaissance in the art world and so now that you we're putting ai like on top of it i'm like crazy excited like i don't i don't even know this is like why sometimes i work so hard every single day because i don't know what's going on to be honest <laughs> so like all this new stuff happening like every week uh, like literally every week new stuff's happening so i'm like oh man i gotta keep up i gotta i gotta know what's going on i gotta know how to use these things and and it keeps me going you know and then, and then like once i've learned it all I, I like try to get it out to everyone as much as possible um so yeah i so I, I just went off on a bit of a like a bit of a monologue uh just then but um yeah i think we're like really living in this sort of like new renaissance for art and looping back to what i was saying earlier Binks, so like people like you and machine delusions over there can really like lead this stuff um and um i get i guess it just requires that like awareness to, to like know that you you guys are like right on the forefront of this and to just like push it like push it even harder just keep going just keep pushing and then just like give it a year or a year and a half and just see where you're at uh, and then, like you know, we're gonna people like PS Labs, our community, everyone. We'll we'll help you as much as we can, but um, we we are just like gonna try push all of this stuff as much as possible. Um, that being said, I think that's like a good monologue to finish the uh, the spaces on. So I'm probably gonna close up on that. And I'll just say um, we've got an amazing artist called Rube Rynisto coming on Wednesday. He's a Finnish dude. He's a creative director. He's worked for like loads of massive companies, but he went down the AI rabbit hole and he's really good at like video and animation. He messes around with a lot of this stuff. He did some work on like, um, 
it's a music video for like a really famous rapper. I forgot the name, but and a few others all carried together. Um, anyway, he's he's like a proper OG. He's like doing it, you know, how the aspect of this stuff. And we're going to be building his brain today. I'm going to try to get him to spill his hot sauce all over us as well. So that being said, so I'm just going to pass it on to you to just say your goodbyes and then the uh, machine delusions. If you want to close with anything and then, and then we'll wrap it up. I guess I'll, uh, I'll just go first. Thanks so much for, uh, giving me that platform to speak. I, I, I just came in here to support my, my boy Binks and, uh, I didn't expect to be pulled up, but I, I love the space. I love uh, what everyone's doing. I'm, I'm constantly inspired by everyone around me to, uh, to keep improving and being better. And, and like you said, PS, it's, uh, it's exciting to just be at the forefront of something so unique and different. Um, it really does feel like a Renaissance happening right before our eyes. And, and uh, to, to think this space is, you know, less than half a million people. I don't even know a number. I couldn't even put a number on it, but it feels tiny. And so I keep seeing the same faces pop up over and over again. So it can't be that big. And anyways, thanks so much. Happy to be here. Happy to be on and spending my afternoon with you guys. Uh, love talking. Love like, you know, getting to getting to be more familiar with different projects uh, related to the space, you know? I mean, like Phil said, it's it's still such a small, small space. Um, yeah. And well, yeah, nice. No, thank you. Same people oh, all the time. Um, that, that was really it. Yeah, it's, it's so tiny. And just for anyone thinking that they're maybe late on this technology or something, you're, you're not, man. You're on the bleeding edge of all this stuff and you're right, right here along with us. So, like, if this is something you like doing, then just keep running with it and just yeah. do things to see what happens next, man. Yeah. And you guys, if you've just started, you've literally got some like these two, like not even just these two guys. There's a bunch of people in this space, actually, who are just uh, they know they know what they're doing. So, you know, you there's direct contact right there if you need any help. And um, I'm going to uh trying to get binks and machine delusions to release a collection on stargaze they don't know it yet but i'm gonna i'm gonna try get them to do it uh because it would it'd be amazing and we will like obviously like support you guys with the marketing and everything as much as possible with that and um on that note of shilling stargaze i'm going to uh close the space thank you so much thank you binks we're doing, thank the, you we're doing the giveaway oh yeah yeah like, I, I handle the giveaway um i just handle it by doing like screenshots and and then i word, just contact word. them oh yeah so let me just uh, well let me figure out how to use my phone properly if i how do i share stuff to the top of this thing guys just uh, go when to you, when you post it on twitter there's like that share button and then at uh, the top it'll say share to the uh space Okay, well, seeing as we're just about to close, what I'll do, I'll tell all of you guys to go to our Twitter, check the NFTs there. We bought three of Binx's NFTs off of Foundation, and we're giving them away to the audience. I'm taking screenshots of all of you guys who stuck there till the very end, and we will be giving them to a lucky few of you. And you will have a Binks NFT in your portfolio. So, yeah, uh, I wish I, I wish we had enough to give to all of you, but Binks, 
has been having trouble minting and his output. You we need to get you we need to get you more computers, Binks. Yeah, that's that's always the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more more graphics cards. And uh yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys. Good night. Well good night from London and I guess it's good afternoon in America. Bye 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 bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Binks and Citizens PS Labs exploring AI past, present, and future. Recorded on Sunday, July 24th, 2022 by a human. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn, the human. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, I don't know. I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll. Tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in. I'm delivering the meaning. I I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.